Well, today we want to briefly continue in our uh, study here in the Brit Hadashah of a, of a small little letter that uh, has a big message for us. It's toward the end of the New Covenant. It's called One John. Okay? You know, there's the famous uh, Gospel of John, but then if you go all the way to the back, uh, right near uh, the book of Revelation, and you go backwards, you will find this, um, this, uh, this little letter. And uh, this little letter uh, is only little in uh, how long it is. Uh, and it's very important for, for us to understand, really, uh, in the world we live in, what's, uh, you know, this message. So, very briefly... We're, at the, we're just toward the beginning. We're only up to verse 5. Uh, and it's taken us three weeks to get there. All right? So, uh, you know, the first thing that we noticed here uh, is the emphasis on the reality of the physical life of Yeshua. You know, you see words over and over again. We've heard, we've seen our, with our eyes, we beheld with our hands. Um, uh, man, he was manifested, uh, seen. Uh, and so on. So uh, John is emphasizing the reality of the life of Messiah. And we said that, uh, you know, there's a background here and that there was a challenge to these believers in the first century. And one of those challenges was who is Yeshua? Just who, you know, who is he? Now, this is now a generation or so uh, after Yeshua's very life. You know, this is toward the end of, the, sometime toward the end of the first century. Okay. So there was immediately, you know, we think there's all kinds of um, thoughts and beliefs uh, today about these things. Uh, then just a few years, you know, a few decades uh, after Yeshua's physical life, uh, there was this question. And one of the questions was, was he a real human being or like an angel of some sort? Was he a real human being? Another question was, is he really like the Lord? So is he a real human being? Is, is he the Lord? And, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in the Jewish world, it was scandalous because the question there was, how could a man be the deity, be God in the flesh? But what we may not realize also is that it was scandalous in the Greek slash Hellenistic slash Roman world also because there the question was, how could the deity how could God be man? Because if you've ever read literature from, you know, religious literature from that time, not Jewish literature, but other literature, then it was, you know, matter is evil and one must escape from this world. And so whether you were Jewish, you know, or you were not Jewish, uh, the reality of the life of Yeshua was scandalous. Frankly, not too different in the 21st century. The very life of Yeshua is scandalous. This, this one who is the enfleshment of God in the flesh. And so John makes a pretty big deal uh, about this, and he refers to him as life. He calls him life. He calls him the word of life. He calls him eternal life, and he calls him life. He is the very life of a God. He is the eternal life. Now, if we frame this from a Jewish point of view, he is the, 
the life to come. Yeshua is, one could say, the enfleshment of the life to come, the olam haba, the life uh, to come. But he came now, but he is the life to come. And we learned uh, that, therefore, eternal life is not my life that goes on forever. It is his life that I participate in when I embrace Yeshua. Okay? It's his life that I embrace. And, and we learn that there are many passages throughout the New Covenant that say this same thing in many different ways. The old man is crucified. Uh, I've died, but Messiah lives in me. The life which I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. All those verses are saying this very truth, that when we embrace Yeshua, that uh, we begin to participate in his life. And so then he says, what, in verse 3, what we have seen and what we have heard, we proclaim to you that you may, may also have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his son Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Messiah. And we talked then about fellowship, about this shared life. That's what fellowship means here, the shared life uh, with a God, uh, this uh, uh, word of life, this eternal life, who Yeshua is. Now, when we come to, and we talked about the ramifications of that, but you can listen to those messages on the internet, at our website and all that. Uh, but now, in verse 5, he says this, And this is our message we have heard from him, and announced to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Yeshua, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, I'm writing these things to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Messiah, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. This would be a good place for, to actually put the big number two. Is <laughs> actually in between verses two and three. Okay, so this thought goes all the way to chapter two through verse two. So he says first, and uh, I'm sure that we are not going to get all the way to chapter two and verse two, uh, anytime soon. But anyway, uh, in verse 5, he says, And this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Now, it's very important that it says at the beginning of this section, the first few words, And this is the message we have heard from him. Okay. So it behooves us to go back to his te John's testimony of the message that he heard regarding 
light regarding the light of God, regarding Yeshua as light, in order for us to understand the import of what he's announcing, sort of in shorthand, uh, here in verse 5. Okay? So it's interesting that in uh, the Gospel of John, there's a number of places where we read about the light. And so what we want to understand is what it is that he's announcing and what that means to us. Okay? So if you go back to the Gospel of John, we read right from the beginning, right in the beginning, in the fourth verse, about light. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Okay? So it seems here that John understands the message of Yeshua as light is the light is the source of the life. In him was life. And the life was light, the light of men. Okay? So light is, when you say, what is light here? What does light mean? Well, in one really broad sense, it is the life, this life that John talks about. This life, this word of life, this eternal life, this life of the Olam Haba, the life that God has destined uh, for us when we, when we know him, when we embrace him. That is in the big sense, what this light is. He is the uh, light. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So Yeshua is the light, and he, uh, John it depicts the world, therefore, as darkness. Not absolute evil, you know, that uh, everything in the world is absolutely evil and, and horrific, but the sphere of the absence of light and the rejection of God is darkness. Yeshua is the very presence, is the very presence of God, and in him is the, the light. And when he says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness uh, did not comprehend it, uh, it is the fact that Yeshua came into this world, but the world did not, generally speaking, certainly, uh, there were followers, obviously, but generally speaking, we see that Yeshua uh, was uh, rejected. The, the darkness did not comprehend uh, the light. Certainly, there's lots you can say about all of this, but in, these are just general statements. Then uh, we see in chapter 3, in verse 19, and this is the judgment that the light has come into the world. And men loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. Okay? For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds uh, should be exposed. So here we learn that the darkness is reflected in deeds. The darkness is reflected in deeds. Okay? Uh, that uh, he's not speaking simply of like the... Um, the uh, the essence of things, but uh, it's quite clear that darkness is depicted in deeds, okay? So that's what, another thing we learn here, and an explanation of uh, how the light came into the world, the light is Yeshua, and people love darkness rather than uh, light, okay? And now in chapter 5, we read here, he was the lamp that was burning and was shining, and you were willing to rejoice 
for a while in his light. But the witness which I have is greater than that of John, for the works of the Father has given me to accomplish the very works that I do, uh, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So first he's talking about John uh, being a light, of course, being a conduit uh, bringing uh, the message of, uh, you know, of, of Yeshua. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, Yeshua says that his witness is greater based on not just his essence, but what he does. It's very important. Then, of course, you come to chapter 8, and in verse 12, you have a very famous, very famous statement about Yeshua being light. Again, therefore, Yeshua spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. I am, you know, he had all these famous I am statements. This is one of them. Uh, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. This light is the life of God, and it is manifested in the way that we walk, the way that we live. It's not simply an essence. It's not just simply, uh, I know Yeshua, so I am light, having no relationship to the way that we live our lives or, or anything else, or, or I have the life, I have the eternal life, and so therefore I said a prayer when I was eight, I got dunked when I was nine and a half, and I have the light, and so I'm good to go, you know? Uh, there is a great emphasis on the on light and darkness being manifested by the way we live. Okay, very very important. Okay, very important. By the way, is a little by the way. Uh, you know, uh, this past Wednesday morning in our men's Bible study, we were talking about a passage in the Psalms in Psalm 119 where uh, God is called righteous, and so we talked about what does righteous mean. You know. Uh, and basically, where we landed is uh, righteous is uh, right, the, the right way of conducting oneself. Whatever God does is, is right. Well, there's, you know, there's certainly a lot that goes into that. But then we related it to the passages in the New Covenant where we read about how we are declared the righteousness of God. We have his righteousness. And usually what we say about that is, that, you see, this is our position in Messiah. And so we are the righteousness of God. But we usually are afraid, for whatever reason, to relate it to the way that we're called to live. But the fact is, when uh, we are called to be the righteousness of God, it means, yes, that we participate in his eternal life, and that is, by nature, manifested in the way that we conduct ourselves. We don't like to hear that because we are afraid. We don't like to hear that because, well, wait a minute, maybe I don't really believe then. Because, boy, I don't really, you know, I sin, I'm, I mess up. So how could I be this righteousness of God? How could I be light? Because, uh, you know, it says here in verse 12, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. And so therefore, oftentimes, frankly, the way that we teach this and the way that we receive it, it's good enough, okay, I, I'm identified with this righteousness, but I'm kind of off the hook because 
uh, you know, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not in heaven yet. And so all that uh, perfection or sinlessness comes later. And, be, and I sin, I obviously, I, I mean, everybody sins. There is no one here that doesn't sin. I would even guess there's no one here that hasn't sinned in the last three hours. Or even in the last five minutes. I don't know what thoughts are going through your mind. I don't know, you know. Uh, and, uh, and so none of us can say that, uh, uh, that, that, we don't, uh, that we don't sin, even if we are of the light, even if we have embraced the eternal life. Uh, very important, okay? All right, just a couple of other um, uh, verses here. In chapter 9, uh, in verse 5, see, this is all that John heard and that he's announcing, Okay. All right, so in chapter 9, um, in verse 5, again, clearly, Yeshua is the light of the world. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He is the life. He is the future life. And, and it's very interesting, uh, we don't have the time, but the context of some of these are very interesting. This is about healing, see? Uh, and so Yeshua is the literally the life of, uh, uh, the light of the world, which means he is the life. He is the future life manifested in this crazy world today. And in 2,000 years ago, it was just as crazy as it is now. Okay? But he is the, 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 the life of the future living in this world and makes a difference in that, you know, in that world. Then in chapter 11, in verses 9 and 10, Yeshua answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Here, he's talking about a way of life. That light is life manifested in a way of life. Okay? Very important. And now in John chapter 12, in verse uh, 35... Quite clearly, we see this. Yeshua therefore said to them, For a little while longer, the light is among you. Walk while you have the light, that darkness may not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. While you have the light, believe in the light in order that you may become sons of, uh, sons of light. Okay? So taking all of that now and coming over to 1 John... Uh, 1, 5, and he says, This is the message which we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. That is quite a statement considering what we just read in the Gospel of John about Yeshua is the light. He identifies uh, Yeshua and God. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Now, in verse 6, he, he is sort of bringing a deduction, a, a logical understanding or a logical conclusion of that. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. There was a belief at this time uh, or a question at this time as much as there was about is Yeshua a real person or not, as if you embrace this belief then, does that mean that we're sinless? Does that mean that there is no sin? Meaning almost that you can, it doesn't matter what you do, you know? Uh, uh, or how can 
uh, one sin and still be a child of the light if, if we uh, belong to the light, there is no darkness? This is a real question. Because I think for many of us, we would never articulate it this way, but we walk around guilty as can be for large portions of our life as believers. Because if you're like me, I became a, a Messiah follower when I was in college, okay? <clears throat> so I had many more years, and when you think about it, you know, many more years of having many opportunities of sin after I embraced Yeshua than before I embraced Yeshua, right? We've said that. I've, I've shared that, and you, I'm sure you identify with that. For many of us, then, we spend most of our lives saying, I just don't seem to get it. I just don't seem to have it. And we beat ourselves, we beat ourselves inwardly, maybe not outwardly, but inwardly we beat ourselves and say, I, you know, I don't, uh, oh, I just fell to a temptation. I've, I've prayed about that thing a million times and, and here I just fell to that temptation. Uh, you know, whether it be everything from lust to anger to the way we uh, use uh, money or uh, other, you name it, you know, idolatry of, of many kinds. There are very few people who, we may receive Messiah by faith, but there are very few of us that really live our life by faith in Yeshua. So these words are very, very important to us. Very important to us. Okay? So he says here, uh, so what does it mean then? If we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Okay. So if we say that we have fellowship with him, that means by definition, that we're participating in this life of his, that this shared life of the Lord. Okay, that's light. But if we say we have that fellowship and walk in that light, but, but really, or, or have that light, live in the light, but walk in the darkness, we're lying. We're not being true to who we, who we are. The, the important word here is walk. Okay, very important. Okay, uh, 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 here in verse uh, 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him, we're living in, that, living in that life, yet walk in the darkness. Now this is very interesting, uh, because uh, very rabbinic, uh, frankly. Okay, Because if you're familiar with uh, you know, the Mishnah, which was written down from this point, a little more than 100 years after this period of time, okay? And, of course, you know, that was oral tradition uh, that uh, uh, was written down. It wasn't invented a hundred or so years after this time, but it was written down. The word walk, as many of us know, is a very important word. And it's used to this day in the Jewish world to describe the way you live. Right? You know that. What's the word? Halacha. Right? And so if you were in a, uh, you know, in a, uh, uh, at Kolel, you know, in, in Bexley, and you're talking about um, some, some, uh, something that a rabbi says, and it's supposed to mean something in the way we live, say, we say, what is the halacha? That means, what is the walk? That's what that means, right? Paul uses that word, John uses that word, walk, which, which is a very Jewish way of saying way of life, okay? So when he says here, yet walk in the darkness, it means a way of life. It means the way of life. That if we say that we, we share this eternal life of God, yet the way we live our lives 
does not bear that out, we're lying when we say, I know the Lord, but we basically have no regard for that way of life, nor do we feel guilty about it. It's just, you know, this is what I believe, but I'm not quite there yet. I'll get there one day or however we might say it. Uh, we're living a lie, is what he's saying. Uh, you know, uh, there is uh, a great little book, and uh, it's, on my, uh, it's on my mind uh, because I'm using it in a course that I'm teaching somewhere in town. Uh, it's called After You Believe by N.T. Wright, right? And uh, I might have even mentioned this. I don't even, I don't remember. Uh, but he uses an illustration to describe this idea of being who we are. And he uses an illustration of a, uh, of a piece of candy. And evidently in England, uh, it's famous. And the name of the company that makes the candy is like printed on the outside of the candy. So that when you're, when you're actually eating it or sucking on it, you know, like soon it'll sort of rub away, right? So he says, but if you break the candy and you look at it this way, the words go all the way through. They're not just written like, on the outside, so that if you, if you suck on it and the words get rubbed off, it's still there because it goes all the way through. And he uses that as an illustration of this life, that through and through, this is who we are. So if we are living this, if we say that I've embraced this shared life, I have fellowship with God, then I will begin to live that way, Okay? Uh, and so, when he says, uh, yet walk in the darkness, he means just basically live your life that way. We lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk, if our way of life, if our way of life is in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Yeshua cleanses us uh, from all sin. Now, that's a, that's a big verse that, that means a lot of things, but I'm just, I'm just going to say this, that if we walk in the light, in other words, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And we're only going to go that, that far. We have fellowship with one another. What does that mean? That means this, that when, when our way of life is reflecting the life of the Lord, Okay, yes, we have fellowship with God. We have fellowship with God. Unhindered fellowship with God. And because each of us, as Messiah followers, has this fellowship with God, has this shared life of Messiah, we then, by nature, see, have fellowship with each other. Because it's not, again, that when I embrace Yeshua, that Howard has uh, his own eternal life, and Chris has his own eternal life, and Lauren has her own eternal life, and so we're just living all these different eternal lives and doing our thing. No. We are all participating in one life. We're all participating in his life. See? And as we live that out, we will demonstrate that life in the way that we relate to each other, okay? Uh, and, in, uh, and there'll be, what we're going to see is he actually has a test. Test. 
he has, there is one particular way that really, almost above all, or encapsulating everything, is the manifestation of that life, okay? And that manifestation of that life is love, as we will see throughout this letter, okay? He's going to harp on that, see? So it's so important for us uh, today, and we're going to stop here, uh, to to recognize uh, here that, yes, Yeshua is the light, uh, he is the enfleshment of the Lord. He is the Lord. He is the light. And in him there is no darkness. And so therefore, if our fellowship uh, is with him, we walk in the light. And you know what light does? is It exposes darkness. Right? And so therefore, uh, as we uh, know the Lord, as we walk with him, and as we know him more and more, as we practice spiritual disciplines and and grow in our faith, uh, we walk more and more in that light, and light exposes the, the darkness that may be in our, in our lives. But walking, what he's going to say, because I can't, I can't just leave it there, because we might, anyway, uh, I have to say here uh, that while he says that by nature, we as children of light walk in the light, it doesn't mean we don't sin, Okay? Because he goes on to say, uh, as, as he said here, if we say we have no sin, we, deceives our, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. He repeats himself, right? And then at the end, he's going to say, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So as children of light, and light exposes the darkness, we become... Uh, we recognize the sin in our lives and we confess it to God. We agree with God about it. And we have this assurance, therefore, that he forgives us. Not only forgives us, but he cleanses us. See? And so that our fellowship with him is restored. So when you sin, do not think of it as, oh no, now maybe I'm not a child of light. But if you feel guilty that you have sinned, you say, yes, Lord, wow, that I know that I know you because I'm running to you with my sin. And we live by faith, and, and we know that when we confess it to God, he forgives us and he cleanses us. Do you believe by faith that he, that he forgives you and cleanses you? He does. And so, so your walk with God continues and is restored. And why is he writing it? He's writing to encourage us so that we will not sin and to know that we have an advocate. But we're going to understand all of that uh, next week and, and future weeks. But let us remember today that he is indeed uh, the light, and uh, he is our life, uh, and we as children uh, of God, uh, we live in that light, and may we walk uh, in that light, confessing our sins, uh, and truly being a light uh, to, this, to this world. Let's pray. Lord, we do pray, God, that we might realize that there is real practical forgiveness in you, Lord. And may we realize, Lord, that when we sin and we don't confess it, that it is not only hindering our shared life with you, but our shared life with others as a mirror of that shared life with you. Lord, may we realize that the demonstration of walking in the light is loving one another. 
May we realize, Lord, that we belong to you and that, and that in this life we still live in the flesh and that we still will sin. Lord, may we stop beating ourselves over sin and may we run to you. May we run to you who takes away the sin. Thank you, Lord, for the assurance that we have, Lord, and that we can live with a clear conscience because you have cleansed our conscience, Lord. Lord, I do pray that in that way we would, we would recognize, uh, Lord, that we are uh, children of the light. Lord, thank you for the conviction of, uh, when, when we sin. Thank you, Lord, that, that on our conscience we do feel guilty. Thank you, Lord, as, as pain helps us to isolate an illness, to do something about it. Thank you, Lord, that the uh, sorrow from you leads to salvation, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. That the guilt from you leads to salvation. False guilt leads to depression and death and everything else. But Lord, when we sin, we are indeed guilty. But thank you that you have provided the way of atonement. Thank you, Lord, that, uh, that we live in you. Yet, Lord, uh, we do look forward to that day when we will have new bodies. We do look forward to that day when, when our bodies and our, and our physical life will match that, that life that we have in you. And as, as uh, John says, we will be as pure as you are. Lord, we do thank you for that, God. And uh, God, thank you for the forgiveness and cleansing. And thank you for the light that we no longer have to walk in darkness. Thank you, Lord, that we have been delivered from the domain of darkness unto the kingdom of your beloved Son. May we live in the light, share that light, and bring freedom and release from bondage to people in that light. We pray in Messiah's name.